0: Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. My name is Angela Kaniri. I'm the co-founder of Soulful, and Ayurveda practitioner. Soulful was founded by two like-minded friends, Rachel Jeffries and myself, in order to bring Ayurveda and modernize it so that we can heal others. Last time on Soulful Veda Podcast, we discussed the basics of Ayurveda, what is Ayurveda, the doshas, and how the doshas apply to each of us. On today's episode, we will be exploring the taste sense in Ayurveda, breaking down five sense therapy, what are the six tastes, which tastes are best for each dosha, and what foods are best for each dosha. Let's break down five sense therapy. So there's three main causes of disease in Ayurveda. One of them is misuse of our senses. And we live in a world where our daily lives attract a sense of disconnection through social media, which gives us a false perception or different pollution that's in the air, which gives us a false sense of smell, and etc. Our taste sense can be a misunderstood sense as well. And while that definitely holds its own importance, Ayurveda focuses on a different perspective. Our taste sense is primal and connects us to a deeper part of ourself. If we nourish our bodies with all six tastes, then we will receive all nutrients for our bodies and function properly. So ready? The six tastes are sweet, salty, sour, pungent, astringent, and bitter. Before we break down the six tastes even further, I'm sure you're wondering where Ayurveda got six different tastes when you probably thought there was only two, sweet and salty. Well, everything in Ayurveda always comes from the elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, as well as their respective qualities, like heavier, or light, moist or dry, sharp or dull, soft or hard, etc. And if you'd like a refresher on the qualities and the elements, you can just refer to our first mini-cast. So each taste has its own elements and qualities meaning each dosha will want to favor certain tastes over others. Ultimately, every dosha wants all six tastes in their meals, but it's a matter of in what proportions they are of one another. So let's break it down by dosha. We'll start with the vata dosha. So vatas, they are made up of air and ether. In order to balance their dosha, they need to bring in the opposite qualities so that they feel all five elements in their body. So those elements that they want to incorporate in their foods are going to be of earth, water, and fire. Their respective tastes are going to be salty, sweet, and sour. Now let's break down the science of each of these tastes. Salty is made up of the elements fire and water. Sweet is made up of the elements earth and water. And sour is made up of the elements earth and fire. Now, let's back it up a bit. Remember when I said there were three main causes of disease? One of them was misuse of our senses. Well, the salty and the sweet taste is a really good example of how we misuse the taste sense. Now, I know what you're thinking. Initially, when you think salty, you think, sure, I'll just go grab small fry. And if you're thinking about sweet, you're like, yes, I can have all the desserts and cake in the world. Not so much. In Ayurveda, We believe in foods that will give us prana, that will give us life. So foods that are made from the earth, like fruits and vegetables and grains. Um, So your shakes and your fries don't exactly fall underneath this category because it doesn't give us life and energy and ojas. So let's break down which specific foods will correlate to each of these tastes. So let's take the salty taste, for example. Examples of salty taste would be different types of fish, seaweed, and even vegetables like celery holds a lot of salt to it. Now the sweet taste, the most misconstrued taste out of all the six senses. If you break it down on the elements, it's made up of earth and water. Think of what foods have this heavy, dense, and moist quality. The examples are going to be root vegetables. Think of sweet potatoes, how warm and grounding they are. Carrots hold so much water. Your meats, if you're a meat eater, be some of your darker meats. And for your fruits, it's going to be really dense and juicy fruits like mangoes, bananas, and berries that are sweeter. Now breaking down the sour taste. These are going to be more like your citrus fruits. So your lemon, your lime, your grapefruits, etc. Now on to the pitta dosha. So pitta dosha is made up of fire and water. To balance, they need earth, water, and air. The tastes correlating to pitta balancing are going to be sweet, bitter, and astringent. So we just went over the sweet taste, but just a short review of some foods that represent it are going to be your root vegetables. Remember the sweet potatoes and the carrots? They actually have more of a cooling effect as well that is good for pittas to calm down their fire. Same thing with the meats if they're a meat eater and the fruits, the mangoes, bananas, and the berries, uh, really juicy fruits that hold a lot of water to them. The bitter taste is also really good for pitta dosha because it's so cooling. Bitter taste is made up of the elements air and ether. And some food examples are going to be arugula, dandelion roots, turmeric, and kale. Think of your leafy and your um, really green greens. Now, for the astringent taste, it is made up of the elements earth and air. Some examples of the astringent taste are asparagus and a lot of your legumes, so chickpeas and parsley. And now for our kappa dosha. So the kappa dosha is made up of earth and water. To balance it, it needs to bring in air, fire, and ether. This means the best tastes for Cappadocia are going to be bitter, astringent, and pungent, the last of the six tastes we haven't explored. So as a review, the bitter taste is made up of air and ether. Some examples of food would be arugula, turmeric, dandelion roots, any type of leafy greens. The astringent taste, made up of earth and water, is primarily going to be your legumes but can also refer to vegetables such as asparagus or parsley. And finally, the pungent taste, made up of fire and air. It's going to be your hot peppers, your garlic, your chilies, ginger, cayenne pepper, all these fiery spices. Okay, now as much as we like to believe that it's simply as black and white as following some food suggestions over others, it's really not. And there's a few things to keep in mind. One rule in Ayurveda is that like increases like. So keep in mind that you're probably attracted to some of the foods that are on your list of foods that you should avoid. And I'm speaking mostly to pitas right here because you are probably most likely attracted to spicy foods. You love adding more fuel to your fire, but just start to recognize how your body feels after having foods that can cause an imbalance. And over time, you can come up with different recipes that can maybe have the same taste and using different types of spices. but maybe not causing those same imbalances like heartburn and indigestion. Some other things to keep in mind, 90% of how you digest your food is how you eat your food. 10% of how you digest your food is actually what you eat. I'm going to say that again, 90% of how you digest your food is how you eat it. 10% 10% is what you actually eat this is still something that is really hard for my brain to wrap around but it is something that is a staple in ayurveda there are 10 healthy eating guidelines in ayurveda and they relate to the circadian rhythm and the different energetics you take in with your food we'll be all breaking them down in our next mini cast but it's just something to keep in mind that as much as we like to think of what we're eating is important it's also a lot of other factors some other factors are going to be what season it is, uh, what your constitution is, what food combinations are right for you. There's so many other things that go into this, so we just want to use this as a jumping point and just to steer you in the right direction and hopefully spark some inspiration in all of you. Okay, before you go and start writing a long list of groceries you need to buy, pause and breathe let's start to think of a recommendation that you can start implementing that won't exhaust you and cause you to um, outburn yourself. Pick one taste that is best for your dosha and incorporate it into one meal at least three times this week. So for example, vatas, maybe you'll incorporate the sweet taste and you'll incorporate some root vegetables into your meal at least three times this week. And then journal after how you feel or take note of it. Did you take on the qualities of the food, heavy, dense, and moist? Did your body digest your food? And how did you feel emotionally after? Did you take on these qualities? Did you feel a little more rooted and grounded? And then of course, let us know how you feel and if this worked for you well that's all the time we have for today thank you so much for listening so what's coming next on our podcast um next is how to eat for how to eat your food 10 healthy ways of eating and after that we'll be eating for the seasons featuring summer and after that we'll be eating in alignment with the circadian rhythm And we have a lot of upcoming events that we're so excited for at Soulful Veda. We have a food guide coming out based for your dosha, which is coming out really soon. So watch for our social media to get a chunk of that. We are in our culinary series, have our next culinary class on Tuesday with our summer pitta season. Uh, We have our fall day retreat, which we're so excited for, Sunday, September 8th at the Roby Hotel. And we have our weekend retreat coming in October, dates and details to come soon. So if you haven't already, follow us on social media, Soulful Veda, and we're super excited to hear from you soon.